You are, you are a complete dickhead <laughs> in the nicest possible way. I hear Sam laughing in the background. He knows what happens, doesn't he? And Matt is laughing. They, they are both, in fact, they're, they're doing big knobhead signs at you right now. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Scotty. That's a... you, you, you say unicorn, we say dickhead. <laughs> God, y'all are so mean, you know. And it's 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 not as if I already had haven't had lots of meanness. Can I tell you about uh, uh, what I'm doing today, Scotty? Are you recording now? I am. Is it is it worth me talking to you? Shut up. The numbers are running, yeah. and it's we, just the <laughs> well, fact you said that last time. You said the numbers were running last time when we started. <laughs> no, I said that the numbers were visible. I didn't say they were running. Oh, they were visible, not running. I see. <laughs> <laughs> shall we? Shall we start again? Yes, Scotty. <laughs> John, would you like to tell everybody how clever you are? Well, I would, but I'm not clever enough to to reasonably say that. But at least I try hard. Can I tell you about how I've been trying hard? Well, would you like trying hard to turn the microphone on? Uh, No, I've successfully done that. Um, Oh, oh, at last. At last, I think we should say. Well, first of all, (laughs) first of all, you know, I've not had any coffee and you have been up and about for hours and hours and are fully caffeinated. I'm not still early ish in the morning. And I'm I'm you are you're doing a favor to me by allowing me to do it earlier um, because I have some things I have to do today. I have to go have let somebody shit all over my work. Oh, that, that's good. Is it? Uh, well, it's a good job you don't have to record them doing that because <laughs> it seems you have problems with that. But 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 tell me about this person who's going to shit all over your work. Well, this is again. A, this is a phrase. No, see, you didn't have to reveal to everybody that's listening to this episode that I screwed up. I mean, you you could have been diplomatic and nice, but no. Anyway, so this is a phrase I use often at the office uh, when I'm, I, I, you know, I think I'm done with something. I want to show it to a designer, for example, and, I say, and so I'll walk up to their desk and they'll say, Fox, what do you want? It's like, I'm here to let you shit all over my work. And then they'll grin and say, oh, my favorite part of the day, I get to, to break you. And it, it's, you know, it's snarky, it's self-deprecating, but I think it's, it's actually useful because it, it just, it, it, it lightens the atmosphere a little bit because I think if you're a designer and, and you make a design and you want it to be implemented as such, and if you're an engineer and wanting to implement design, you want it to, to be accurate. Um, sometimes there may need to be compromises when you see how things work in the real world, or sometimes you just don't see things, you know, and I think it's important to allow somebody who is not in the code or in the, in the, in the, in the pixels, you know, uh, have a look at something. So oftentimes, you know, designers will come back when they're conceiving of designs and, 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 you know, my favorite designer colleague, Glenn, will come and say, hey, John, would you like shit all over my work? I said, that sounds equitable and full of justice. Um, but I think it's a, it's nice. And so what I'm doing later on this afternoon is uh, going to Lighthouse for the Blind, where I can allow some people to have a look at some changes that I've made um, to the, the Netflix video player. And I'm anxious to to get their feedback. Would you like to know about it, Scotty? Okay, yeah, no. So this is, you're going to take a basically... Uh, some new features out for some uh, real-world um, response. Indeed. Yes, go on. Tell us about it, John. Okay. So uh, up until now, uh, we have uh, have left the, the player controls on our video player visible when, when we know that voiceover is running. And the thinking behind that was that there are a fair number of them. If you think about the video player, there's the transport controls, there's 
you know, play and pause and rewind and, and forward. And then there's the scrubber and then there are various buttons to do things like to, you know, uh, use Chromecast or to, to use uh, AirPlay and to, to, you know, switch the episode or switch the, the audio and subtitles. So there's a, there's a fair amount of controls. Um, and so we would leave them on. The reason why we did is because uh, voiceover will only read what's visible on the screen. And when there's a layout change, it will, you know, it will stop whatever it's been doing and wait for the, 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 the view to be laid out again and then try and figure out what the next item to focus on. And so, you know, we have a timer in the player which uh, is set to, to after, uh, after it determines that there's a, a period of inactivity, it will then fade off all the controls. And so that's a basic timer and, and that timer gets interrupted whenever there's a touch on the screen. So that's, a, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a basic tap handler that exists on the entire view. Um, which is the, how we use how we toggle the the player controls visibility. Um, so if and so you know the the tap is the indicator that there's activity. In the case of voiceover, it's it's, it's tricky. There's there's really not an API that, that there doesn't exist an API where you can determine is a voiceover announcement in progress. In fact, I, I even filed a radar for that um, for that very purpose because that would allow you to know if if the controls. Uh, are actually being used for somebody who's using voiceover. And, and the closest I found in APIs, there's a, a low-level core audio API, which allows you to find out if other audio is playing. But that's no way to, to be able to distinguish what the other audio is. It could be a pod- podcast that's playing in the background, or you know, it could be it could be a voiceover announcement. So I did ask for that. And the reason being is that that would be a way to be able to determine that uh, voiceover is actually being used. But the other thing about this is that uh, the 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 feeling that we were doing the right thing by keeping the 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 player visible, um, there's there's you can definitely you know argue that position, and I think other other video players seem to do that. But you know, getting we've gotten feedback from other users, and this even came back you know a couple of years ago when I was at WWDC and having my first audit. I said, well, it causes disturbance because people want to watch together, right? So you may have somebody who, who depends on voiceover um, who wants to watch with their, their their friend. And their friend, you know, for them, having the, the players player controls over the players visually disturbing. So it, it makes it, you know, difficult. So we're going to go with this and we're going to see how it works. Maybe we adjust the timing a little bit. But the one thing that, that I think... Uh, is helpful to keep in mind is that people who use voiceover every day tend to speed up the def- the 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 pace at which these announcements are read. There's a the, the default setting when you first turn on voiceover, it reads it as at a kind of normal uh, normal speaking tempo. Um, but if you use voiceover all the time, uh, you tend to speed it up, and you tend to use the cursor very very quickly. You're either swiping you know right or left very very quickly to to gun, run through all the different controls, or you're kind of moving your finger around the screen very quickly, and you tend to have a a mental model of of what a particular screen is. Um, in, in, in order to get the task at hand done as, as quickly as possible. So um, we'll see. I think my feeling is, is that even with the existing timing, there's enough time for people to be able to, to, to get quickly to whatever control they need to, to double tap to, let's say, change the, the uh, ch- you know, switch to another episode or to, to begin, you know, using uh, AirPlay or whatever. Um, but the other two things that w- we made changes for is uh, we implemented the, the magic tap gesture, um, and that's a helpful accessibility feature because it, it allows you to uh, very quickly toggle on or off the most commonly used uh, activity that's going on. So in the case of, of let's say, the, the, uh, you know, the, the music app, 
double tapping with two fingers will will toggle play and pause for the audio stream. So it makes sense to use that for our video player as well. Um, and then we also implemented the the uh, what's called the, the the magic escape or you know the accessibility escape. And so there is a a two finger Z like gesture that you can use when voiceover is running to dismiss a modal view. So if you think about a video player, you know you're in the app, you're in the home screen looking for something to watch. You select an item that brings up what we call the display page. That's a modal panel, and so that could already be uh, dismissed with a, a, a Z gesture. And now we've done the same thing for the video player. So, and then we've we've done some other uh, small fixes. But you know, so we've done all these things, and now we're going to get the feedback and see what it's like, and and hopefully uh, it works. And if not, uh, we'll make the adjustments. Well, that's that's what I'm doing later on today. Yeah, that's really cool. And as we've said every time on here, you know, I think it's great that uh, you get the time to implement all these features. And I, I know Netflix are a company with, you know, stashes of money, you know, bursting out of every seam behind every cupboard in the company that you probably haven't <laughs> seen. You know, every time you go to get something out of the cupboard, you have to probably shove $1,000 bills back in because they're flowing all over the floor in the offices. Uh, uh, um, you've accurately described everything. How How, how could it be anything other than that? Exactly. I've seen pictures, uh, whereas not every company is in that position. But still, you know, I, I think it's it's setting a good example and every app should try um, to, you know, uh, to to do what it can in there, especially especially simple. Well, I call them simple, but, you know, things like the escape gesture, you know, that's 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 not a huge amount of work to implement. So, you know, that's, you know, um, uh, well, hopefully not. No, <laughs> to, it's, to it's, it's not. It's not. I mean, if you want a little bit of, of details about it, is that really the way I think to, to think about it successfully is you want to implement the same code path that that would happen if, if a user had tapped on something. And the reason why that's important is that, uh, you know, the, the, oftentimes there's there's a, a method that captures a particular action from a button, right? So, you know, perform action colon then ID senders, where sender is the UI element that is 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 being acted upon and sometimes you may kind of look at the the value of the button and say is the button is, is selected and you might say well based on that or based on the the tag you know of the 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 button itself you may take a particular action and so it's it, an easy way of doing it is just to basically uh, when you do the, the the perform escape, there is a method called perform escape or accessibility perform escape. I'm not certain. I'm not looking at it right now, but it uh, basically that method is called when the gesture is 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 done. So it gets passed to whichever object is implementing the UI accessibility protocol. And so in that that method, then you can just reroute the action to where where it would be done had had it been you know tapping on a button or moving a slider or or, or whatever. Um, and that's that's one of the things that that there there are accessibility equivalents for doing things like scrolling or changing a controls value or in this case you know dismissing a, a modal view controller. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I've been I've been uh, continuing this week to battle with observers and bindings. Oh, remember bindings on the Mac? Yes, and that's I I was not lying when I said that you're in hell. Tell us about your life in hell. Well, it, it's it's not just that it's uh, uh, it's We've the app has had some UI glitches on uh, Mojave, and I'm not sure what the previous versions before we took it over, which SDK they've been built against. The current um, deployment target is 10.7 for the Mac app, so it's quite old, but not not stupidly old, but quite old. Um, definitely older than a lot of 
other apps. I think you know ten seven tends to be the oldest you see around. Maybe the old ten six, but um, no. Um, and I think so. I don't think it had ever been built with Xcode nine or possibly Xcode ten um, uh, before we took it on. So uh, just building with Xcode ten um, actually removes an awful lot of the Mojave glitches, even though we're still looking at you know the ten point seven deployment target. Building against the new SDK um, picks up a whole bunch of um, fixes in the UI. Um, which is great, works for us, but it just uh, it just breaks a lot of things as well. <laughs> and I don't mean breaks as in um, it doesn't compile or it adds more deprecations or whatever else. Things just behave differently to how they did when it was built under an older SDK. So things like cursors getting focus or not getting focus just suddenly stop working. Um, things like observers, you know, the timing of things seems to change. And unfortunately, there seems to be uh, a lot of places in the app where things are uh, dependent on things happening in a certain order, and yet they're being done with notifications. And so it seems that somehow through uh, building against the new SDK, the order of the timing of things is changed and the order things are getting thrown in certain things. So, you know, different bugs are happening. And so you then go and fix one bug. Um by doing things that fix an observer of not being deallocated or something like that, but then it immediately you find that you know something else was relying on that observer being there still at that point, even though the other thing wasn't, and so you get a different bug. So it's like a it's a minefield of fix one thing and create two more problems, um, and all you've done is build against a newer SDK. So um, that's that's been some of the fun this week, um, and uh, the other area we're looking at is. Uh, the, I think I've mentioned that the sync broke in the app and it was using TI Cordata Sync, which is a pretty old syncing framework, um, which used to use Dropbox, Dropbox version one um, API, which is deprecated and gone away. Um, it's never been, according to reports, 100% reliable. So we don't just want to stay with that and try and make it work with the Dropbox 2 API, which is quite a lot different, I think. Um, so we're looking at... Uh, ways to replace the syncing again so as soon as you're doing that you have to ask yourself the question do we stay with core data do we look at moving straight to sql lite uh some of that will come in you know do we just want to stick with ios and, and mac but again the code is so you know it's, it's it's i've given a number of talks over the last few years about you know um separation of concerns in your application so this app is quite an old app and that's not the way it's been done. So there is core data code all over the application in frameworks, that shared code frameworks between the iOS app and the Mac app in both the UIs. So actually just taking out core data or changing stuff about it you know, means we have to go right across the whole apps, changing code and doing things as opposed to just doing it in one location and then the app using an interface to that in some form. So yeah, it's um, we're trying to get this stuff fixed in a timely manner but equally know that whatever we do once we put it out we'll probably have to live with for a while and so it's we're in that um that position of you know saying well the right technical choice in a way is to do this but that's going to take six months and really we want this done in three months and so you know what's the in between um and it's been it's been a week of that really so yeah it's um uh sort of fun and frustrating at the same time and Realizing that core data has changed quite a lot over the last five or six years, um, 
and it's using some fairly old practices. It's a bit slow. We're finding some problems with people who have large numbers of transactions, but I'm becoming more convinced that that's because we're not using the latest techniques and core data and everything as well. So, But decisions like this are hard because, you know, if it was a brand new code base, you wouldn't do it this way. Um, but picking up this old code base, trying to decide if I'm going to rip all this out, you know, what sort of, if just compiling with a new SDK causes a number of problems, what's you know how much of a rat's nest am I going to get into if I just rip all this code out and start again uh, around something like the data, the data stuff going on? But at some point you've got to just uh, grit your teeth and get on with it. So um, by the time we next speak, hopefully I'll be telling you how deep I am in the uh, in the in the mire of whatever I've decided to do. Well, See, I, Scott, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, you know, I keep you keep hearing people, it's like core data was the big thing for a long time, and now hardly anyone talks about it. And it's quite, in Apple have been actually quite quiet about it. And so, you know, a lot of people, are, obviously the REST API and the back end and, um, uh, you know, stuff like that of, um, and GraphQL have changed the way a lot of apps work. Most apps are connected these days and not necessarily using local data. So that might be why Core Data's spoken about less. The updates to Core Data have been, you know, the last couple of WWDCs, not massive changes. So there's equally this thing, if I'm going to go and now do three months' work of fixing this thing, you know, are we going to... I mean, Apple are never going to kill... Well, I say never, aren't going to kill Core Data, but if it's not going to be, you know, a huge thing for them anymore, should it be now looking to move on at this time, even though it's more work, it's, you know... Not the questions that I don't have answers, right answers, but someone has to make an answer up somewhere. Indeed. Well, Scotty, I, you know, as your self-appointed director of marketing, can I can I offer some help for you? You can offer whatever help you like, John. Okay. Well, when you figure out what you're doing, you should you know put on Facebook or, or Twitter a picture of a mangy dog, and said, after years and years, we finally rid 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 our app of ticks. T I C S, the T I core data sync. <laughs> you are you you uh, John. Um, I'm surprised. Am I worth every penny you pay for my services? I am surprised you have not retired years ago on the millions you made from your expert consultancy and advice. <laughs> <laughs> or is it you're going to be working till you're a very old man? <laughs> I already am a very old man, and I'm still working. <laughs> Well, Scotty, can I can I can I talk about something else? Go on, go on, John. You talk about something else. Is it is it, is it positive? Yes, it is actually. That, that's good. Uh, you, you you do the positive. I'll do the negatives. Here we go. All right. So my mom is taking calls again, uh, taking my calls again because I finally shipped something that uh, was held up for a number of months, but uh, the in, a integration with Instagram Stories uh, went live yesterday, and it's been fun to see it roll out. There's lots of press about it, and it just basically means that you can, uh, from within Netflix, share to Instagram Stories where we provide the the really nice artwork we use for our our. Uh, billboards and the the title treatment as a sticker and it goes into the composition of an instagram stories where you can then add on whatever else so you can share um you know your love of a particular show or series of characters on instagram stories and along for the ride is, is just generally a much better sharing mechanism um this is something that i was looking at and i think i talked about uh at the the wwc labs a long time ago um are 
you know, R and other third-party apps' displeasure at the lack of, of configurability, the standard Apple share sheet has driven us and others to basically forego that so that when you tap on the share icon, uh, we bring up our own view controller, which lists a number of, of very, very popular uh, sharing targets, one of which is Instagram, you know, Facebook Messenger, the Apple Messages app, WhatsApp, Line, other popular, you know, one-to-one sharing services. And so you can get to those most popular choices very quickly with a single tap versus bringing up the Apple share sheet, which, you know, confronts you with with tons of options, almost all of which are, are completely irrelevant to you at, at any given time. Um, so uh, anyway, it was nice to see the reaction for it. I'll, I'll give you a link for the show notes, the the. Uh, kind of the Netflix news account made a little screen movie, which was fun. So then, 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 what was fun to, is to to read the reactions. And so um, this feature shipping on iOS first um, for a couple of reasons. It's it's kind of common. We'll, we may do a feature first on Android, see how it works, and then bring it on iOS if it's successful, and and, and vice versa. So this one was iOS first, and then you have all these people like you know we 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 made it clear kind of in the announcement that that, that you know it's iOS first and Android coming. And, and people just were crying. It's like, oh, uh, you know, f- why are you forgetting about us? Or, you know, there's more than one operating system out there. Anyway, that was kind of amusing to see that. And then there were, you know, some people saying, yeah, I'm going to use this like crazy. And other people is like, you know, what sinister things are you doing? So it's, it's a, again, it's kind of amusing to be inside and looking at people's reaction and, and uh, knowing Knowing, knowing the difference between kind of what what led to decisions and then how those decisions are, are perceived on the outside. That's interesting. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, for me as a non, not really an Instagram user, it's like a yeah, a so what feature. But I, you know, I should imagine for people who live on Instagram, it's a very cool feature. So I exactly. Mean, so you've got to aim aim at it at the, at the right people. Um, so just mm-hmm. going to the share sheets. I mean, we had this discussion. It was a few months ago now. I, I, I remember the discussion. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't remember if it's one where we actually had the recorders turned on or not. Um, so, <laughs> so whether whether anybody else has heard it, I have no idea. Um, but you know, it's sort of. Um, I get totally what you're saying that the the standard Apple share sheet is a bit of an abomination, really, and you can never quite work out what to do with it. And it just puts every piece, everything in there um, that does it. But in, in your share sheets, okay, obviously you've chosen some services to put in there. Um, do you try and see if these services are, you know, installed? Have oh yeah, collapse absolutely. And I guess what happens if there's some nice service I use that you don't know about? I'm guessing I can't now use it from your app. Well, that's those are both excellent questions. So uh, the answer to the first one is that you know the the way that there's been a kind of a common mechanism that apps have used to be able to pass control back and forth to each other, and that's uh, just basically uh, apps can can respond to custom URLs. Right, a URL is not necessarily HTTP. HTTP is an example of a, of a of a URL handler. Uh, but you can have NFLX or you could add, you know, uh, Instagram colon slash slash or, or even, you know, uh, MSG colon slash slash. So every apps that, that respond to those uh, different URLs uh, can can list that that they list that they respond to those URLs and that there's API for uh, UI application, shared application, can open URL. So you can ask the operating system. 
can anybody in the universe respond to a particular URL and that, and that URL would be unique to a specific application. And, and you have to actually list in, in your plist which applications you're going to ask for that. So at any given time for a given application, you can have a list of URLs that you want to find out. And uh, we do it one time and we cache the results. So we don't want to keep asking over and over again. Um, and the second thing is uh, the place where where all all sharing options go would in fact be in the Apple share sheet and and we don't want to you know keep users from doing it we just want to basically put the most likely most useful options up first and then there's a more button uh, which will then bring up the the standard Apple share uh, thing so if there's a particular if you really want to make a watch face from from an image from Netflix far be it from us to prevent you from doing it or if there's some totally obscure brand new app that we've never heard of that 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 can accept an image or a link or whatever type of data that is made available when you're going to do sharing uh it works that way and uh a, you know trying to be a good citizen i this was something that i talked about at link uh with the engineers in the apple in, in the wwdc labs and i actually filed a radar and and, and gave them the design saying, hey, we want to implement this design, but there's no way for us to do it in the current share sheet. We would love options to be able to do the following things. And uh, and they were thankful for it. So again, you know, if you're going to kind of go your own way, um, it, it's, 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 you can be a good citizen by explaining to Apple why and what, what specific API you would like to have. And, uh, and so this way we can kind of do the best for our users and help Apple be this best. And, and, and kind of related to Android, the Android sharing experience, you know, is way better. It really is. It's much easier for a third party developer to integrate a nice uh, sharing option within the existing sharing mechanism, which is a lot easier to, to customize and, and, and make look nice. And just, I, I think generally uh, works better. Apple's kind of in my mind, you know, behind Android in this one. Yeah. I'm trying to think the share sheet hasn't really changed much over iOS versions, has it? Has it, it no. So it'd be interesting to see if it gets any love um, yeah. or whether this is one of those things that's now just been done and it's, you know, and we have to live with, um, and it'd be interesting to see if uh, your radar made any difference at all in that point of view. I mean, yeah, the we number of radars that Apple get on this stuff is, you know, enormous. So um, it doesn't mean, you know, if someone files a radar about something, it doesn't, and it comes up, it doesn't actually mean it was you, although you were probably part of the part of the solution. Exactly. <laughs> As they say there. So it's, um, yeah. Well, Scotty, now that I've had some happiness, would you like to, to end the show by bringing about some cloud of negativity? No, I'm going to be happy. Well, I, I, we could be negative. I'm not sure if we're going to get to record the next couple of weeks because I'm, I'm time zone changing again. I'm going to be in uh, Japan for the next two weeks. Really? Uh, what are you bringing me? Um, so, um, yeah, I, I will send you some, some fresh octopus uh, testicles um, by post. <laughs> Octonuts. Octonuts, yes. Um, so I think I'm not sure how the time zones work there. Because uh, we're currently about eight hours apart one way. Japan is eight hours apart the other way here. So I guess that means we're just eight hours apart the other way. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, and even thirds or somewhere, yeah. Yeah, so right now. So assuming we can uh, we can coordinate some sort of um, uh, uh, time and whatever else, and then we, we, we could get to record a show. Um and then again, we may not, depending on how it goes and my Wi-Fi situation or uh, internet situation, because I'll be, be traveling around on a vacation. So um, 
Oh, Scott, I'm so happy you're getting a vacation and leaving leaving the, the, the work to tap Mancock and Silent Sam for them to, to be in. Wow. In. Do you know what? I'm probably going to be writing this new Cordata Lair while I'm on holiday. <laughs> but, that doesn't sound like much of a holiday. But it means I won't be doing any of the client consulting. So instead of having to split my time between the two, um, any time I do spend... I will be uh, looking at this, and it's and it's a nice challenge. So I will be doing it for the pleasure of it, not because I necessarily have to, but um, because sometimes you know getting to work on the code you want to fix once I've made a decision is actually quite good fun, and that's the thing about our job. Sometimes you know our job can also be the fun thing we want to do as well. So um, you watch, I'll get back, and I wouldn't have written a single line, would I? <laughs> okay, here's a cheers. Here's the 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 Tide Pod challenge. <laughs> I, if anybody wants to 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 kind of uh, direct you as to what whether you should write code or just eat sushi or more importantly what you should bring me back as a gift from Japan, how might they contact you and 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 direct you? Well, they can direct me by uh, talking to me on Twitter as MacDevNet or on Microdot Blog as Scotty, or of course they could let us both know the instructions by sending an email to feedback at iDeveloper.co. All right. Well, if anybody wants to uh, uh, suggest to me what I should ask you to get, you can find me on Twitter as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. Do you know what we haven't had for a while, John? We haven't had a review on iTunes. Do you think we should see if our listener will go on and do it? Oh, listener, oh, listener, or and even half-listener, because even half-listeners are able to leave uh, half-reviews. Does that um, mean they're only allowed to leave two and a half stars maximum? Because I don't know if I want No, no, no. They, they just can just get leave, just tap five stars instead of having to, to tell the world why they're doing five stars. That's true, because they can just tap and not do the review bit. But if you're a full listener, you've got to tap and give us a review. Exactly. Five stars is what we're after because, yeah, John has managed to find the record button on his uh, on his equipment now, and it really does deserve some uh, recognition. <laughs> For my stunning achievement. <laughs> yeah, just the fact, yeah, because, yeah, the people don't know that how many episodes they've not heard of this show because we have failed in equipment somehow. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> The I in I developer stands for incredible, right? Incompetent, I believe we said. Didn't we? Oh shoot! Okay, <laughs> there we Batteries are. optional. All right. Well, John, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you twice um, about about the stuff, uh, and um, I look forward to speaking to you soon. Whether it's from Japan, where I will give you some feedback on what I'm eating and what I'm getting you. Otherwise, it'll be in a been a few weeks. So, thanks everyone for listening, and until next time, you take care.